Thank you so much for joining us. I wanted to share with you a nonprofit organization located here in the Twin Cities that I have the great fortune to be very involved with. And it's a program that helps older adults that are moving into senior housing communities with no furniture. So we're going to introduce you today to the Silver Closet on this episode of The Change Agents. Welcome to Change Agents, brought to you by Lisa Dunn with Remax Results. Lisa is a licensed real estate agent and senior real estate specialist in the state of Minnesota. Lisa works with older adults to help them upsize and downsize. And now, here's Lisa Dunn. Welcome to the show. As always, with me here in the studio is Marshall Saunders. Hi, Lisa. How's it going? Oh, I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic. But Good. I'm going to do something really evil today. Evil? I'm going to turn the tables on you. And instead of you having guests, you are going to be the guest. You are going to be the one that I interview because I want to know a lot about this program that you are involved with, this great, great service that uh, you are very much a part of in the Twin Cities, Silver Closet. All right. Well, I'm glad to talk about the Silver Closet. I just hope I can be entertaining enough to... <laughs> Keep it entertaining. Come That's on. Right. Fundamentally, what is Silver Closet? What is its purpose? So fundamentally, the mission of the Silver Closet is to offer furniture and household goods to older adults that are moving into senior housing that don't have furniture or mm. household goods. So these are often seniors who are moving into a subsidized or a lower rent apartment. So are these people that went into a nursing home or maybe a hospital and thus their furniture was removed from their house or how did they come to be without furniture? Well, I don't know that there's any one story that fits all of the circumstances. Right. I can tell you very often the cause is the lack of affordable housing for older adults. We have a housing crisis uh, in our country. There's not enough housing for most of us today, mm -hmm, right. but it's even more difficult if you are a lower income person finding something that's affordable. I saw a statistic at one point that said that the rents in our last year were going up three times higher than the rate of the social security payments. Wow. It's really just not affordable. And so these might this might be somebody who had some kind of life event, ended up maybe having surgery or was in a transitional care unit, some kind of rehab facility, but and then needed a place to go, but didn't have it anywhere to go. Sure. And so they end up couch hopping, you know, staying wherever they can. And if you're in that circumstance, the last thing you have money for is to pay for storage right. for your furniture or household goods. And so you're kind of moving from couch to couch with whatever you can carry. Right. By the time your name comes up on a list that could be two to three years long, by the, by the time your name comes up on a list, you're you don't have much that you're carrying with you once you walk across that threshold of your new apartment. How much choice do they get off of their furniture? Like, do they go through a warehouse and pick and choose and get whatever they want? Or? So the, the Silver Closet is only a couple of years old, so we don't have a brick and mortar store. Mm. But we, I, take <laughs> furniture of all of the donations that come in. 
and we put them together on an online store Mm. so that what they can do is once they have been approved to become a recipient from the Silver Closet, they go onto the online store and they can choose apartments of furniture and household goods. So I'll take suite number one, which has two chairs and a side table and a console and a flat screen TV and a dresser and dishes and cups and glasses and silverware and pots and pans. Sure. That's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. And you just kind of choose where you're living and, you know, like, oh, that's the appropriate suite for me. Yeah. And so because most of the recipients that receive our furniture are moving into smaller apartments, most of the furniture that we have is set up either in a one-bedroom configuration or a studio apartment. So a studio just has a little bit less furniture. So I get that this is all online, but uh, the furniture is a physical thing. It has to be somewhere. Where it is. Where is it? So we've got um, a partner that we work with that helps facilitate mm. all of this. So when the furniture comes in, we have a staging warehouse that in South Minneapolis where everything is kind of put together in these apartment suites and organized and photographed and lists and measurements are made. And once all of that is put together... We call our guardian angels at AAA Movers. Mm, great. I and know And we that. have yeah. all of the furniture delivered to AAA Movers, and they store it in their pods. And once we have then a, a request to receive that furniture, once an order comes in from our online store, I call AAA Movers and ask them to deliver the appropriate pod out to the apartment where our recipient is living. Mm. So what is the cost to the recipient? What? What Nothing. do they have to pay? Wow. It doesn't cost the recipient or the senior housing building anything. We are all volunteer and we are funded only by donations. Is Silver Closet a good place to give my furniture to? That is a very good question. <laughs> so because we are a brand new baby startup nonprofit, what I can tell you is the kinds of furniture that we take, we have to be super selective. Sure. Because storing furniture is so expensive. So because our apartments are smaller, that's the kind of furniture we're looking for. We don't take couches or sleeper sofas, big, heavy, long couches, Mm -hmm. but we do take love seats. We'll take side chairs and recliners, small kitchen sets, smaller dressers. We can't take things like entertainment centers and hutches and big wall units because, again, we're, we're, furnishing, we're furnishing smaller apartments. Sure. Can you pick it up for me? That's the big thing. If, if someone – because I got tons of furniture to give away that would fit that bill – but I don't want to get it. I don't want to pay for the truck. I don't want to move it out. Do you come and pick it up for me? Yeah. So we do that on a volunteer basis, again, because we're all volunteers. If you've got a lot of furniture for us to pick up, we're much more likely able to make arrangements for that. Let me give you an example. The past donations that we've taken have been from St. Thomas University. They donated over 2,500 pounds of linen to us when they remodeled their campus. Uh, Summit Place, which is a senior housing building in Eden Prairie, they remodeled all of their common spaces, their dining room, their living rooms, their not living rooms, but the common sitting spaces, their lobbies. And so when they did that remodeling, they called us and said, we've got 25 chairs and 10 tables. And so in those circumstances, it's much easier for a small nonprofit organization to make arrangements to rent a truck. In other circumstances, if someone calls and says, I have a house full of furniture, 
that's probably going to be one of our volunteers that shows up with a truck to pick it up. Let's say I'm paying to move that stuff anyway. Is there a way that, you know, we could coordinate and I say, I'm giving this to you. Is this stuff that you want? And then I'll just have my movers move it into a pod or into a moving truck and take it to you? Absolutely. We can always make those arrangements for those things to be dropped off at our staging warehouse. Yeah, I think I might have some. (laughs) (laughs) But I would imagine as... Uh, people downsize and as people are moving into, you know, condos and other things like that, that they must have, you know, quite a bit of furniture that would qualify for this. You know, when I first learned about this crisis happening, that there were older adults that didn't have anything, I was, I, I was pretty naive. I was pretty astonished that this was even happening because most of my clients have lived in their home for 50 years Mm -hmm. and they are surrounded by so much stuff. They don't know what to do with all of it. And as you said, there are people paying for storage and they, we've got so much stuff that it overflows out of our house and into a storage unit. So I was really surprised when I learned that this was happening and not just surprised, but bothered. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't imagine a world where someone that I cared about was moving into a senior housing building, finally got their name called, moved into an apartment and was em- and the the apartment being empty and them sitting on the floor wondering how they were going to get a blanket or a chair to sit on. I just that was something that kept me up at night. I mean, let's touch a little bit on, you know, the bigger picture of why this is happening. You know, we've got a housing crisis, really. Um, You know, you watch all the HGTV shows and you think everything's kind of hunky-dory and it's fun and, you know, the housing market's going great. But um, there is such a lack of supply right now. I was reading that back in the early 80s was the first real time of the modern era, modern housing era, that we really became a seller's market. Because all during the the 60s and 70s, there was so much construction that it was uh, power was a bit more on the buyer's side Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part. And then it became a seller's market. That seller's market only lasted three to four years. But I, I remember them bemoaning the fact that there was only six months housing supply. <laughs> housing supply duration means that if no new product came on the market, and all the buying was at the current level that you would literally run out of properties to sell in six months. Well, currently in the Twin Cities metro area, we're at half a month supply. It is worse. I remember seeing a statistic even last December, January, that the amount of homes coming on the market were fewer and fewer, but the number of sales were continuing to rise. So we kind of knew that it was going to get we're eating tighter our and tighter and dinner tighter. for breakfast. Yes, yeah. yes. And and everyone uh, kind of has the impression that oh, this is wonderful for real estate agents because real uh, prices keep going up and up and up and up, and there's multiple offers. It's a horrible experience for a real estate agent. Real estate agents agents would much rather have supply. They make way more money off of number of transactions than they do off of housing sale price, and it's really limiting the number of transactions. And with the number of transactions being so low, comparables become fewer and far between. We have to stretch farther to find comparables for a home, which is a scary thing that could lead to an inflated market. And so out of that incredible tight market, 
historically kind of almost insanely. I mean, you can't even imagine, you know, the factors that would lead to that type of a market comes this problem with senior housing. Yeah, and this problem has existed for a number of years, unfortunately. This was kind of the leading edge of the housing crisis before the rest of us started to feel it. It was probably a year and a half or two years ago now. The St. Paul Public Housing waitlist has been closed now for a year and a half or two years. And while that was really just kind of ceremonial, Mm-hmm. Because the waitlist, when the waitlist is two or three years long, does it really matter if, really you've closed, yeah. <laughs> if you've closed the waitlist? So it was kind of ceremonial, but it really kind of, when I understood that they weren't even taking names anymore for people looking for public housing, that was a red flag to me a year and a half or two years ago. This has been, this affordable housing crisis for older adults has been in existence for a long time. And now the rest of us are just having a new understanding about what it's like to live in a housing crisis. What do we do? I mean, how how are we going to solve this problem? Who who needs to solve the problem? I mean, is this a government thing? Is this a whatever? I, I don't know. And um, how are we going to get out of this lack of supply? Well, <clears throat> it's going to get worse before it gets better, unfortunately. You know, baby boomers, we still have another 10 to 15 years to go before baby boomers are even going to start to hit this cusp, right? Right. So it's going, the number of people who are needing apartments is going to get worse before it gets better. I think it's a combination of city councils, states, and developers being willing to develop the correct and appropriate products. Mm -hmm. And it's also neighborhoods being willing to let multifamily housing move into the neighborhood. I think it's um, a multiple pronged approach. Um, Our job is to make sure that when people move into these senior housing communities, that the silver closet is there to make sure that they preserve their dignity, Mm -hmm. that we keep them safe, that they continue to be healthy so that they can stay in the community that they love. Um, The last thing that we want is for someone to finally be able to move into senior housing and then they get sick or they fall because they didn't have the appropriate furniture to help support them so that they could stay in their home. And I think it's so important what you say, dignity. You know, to move into a new place and have some quality furniture where you can have guests over and be proud of where you live, be able to function, rather than kind of looking around going, Really, this is how my golden years are yeah. to be spent, and I don't even have a proper, uh, you know, dining room table. I don't have a love seat. You know, I, I don't have really the basic uh, accoutrement of uh, living. Yeah, and that doesn't do our society any good when we have a whole generation of people that just feel forgotten and uh, not properly taken care of. No, whether it's the real estate market where. Buyers are having to scramble to move into a home or whether it's an older adult who's having to scramble to move into an apartment. We all do better when we all do better. And so if we can afford just a little bit of comfort for somebody um, who, frankly, has earned it and deserves it, um, then mission accomplished. Got to give... Proper credit to Paul Wellstone for that. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> for that right. Quote. That's where that quote comes from. <laughs> we all do better when we all do better. Yeah. How do I get involved? A as a 
person who might need that furniture, but also as a person who wants to give some furniture, how do I find out about it? Where do I go for resources? So I've got a long answer to that question. Okay. So the, the website is silvercloset.org, and you can get all of the information right there. Um, there's a phone number that you can call. The email is very simple. It's info at silvercloset.org if you just want to reach out via email. But there's other ways that you can donate, um, whether it's via furniture um, money is always good. There's a way that you can donate that money either on the website. If you're more comfortable writing a check, we've got a post office box that mm. you can write your check to. Um, we also, when you are on Amazon, if you are shopping on Amazon, as so many of us are, mm -hmm. amazon.com forward slash smile is a place okay. where you can choose a, a organization, a nonprofit organization to donate some of the proceeds of your oh, yeah. purchase to. So with each time that you purchase something on Amazon, a few pennies get filtered over to the silver closet and it's a win-win for everybody. You get your Right. You don't pay any more. It doesn't I mean, cost any more. No. It's just a give back program that Amazon get has. Get some of that Bezos money, right? That's right. That's <laughs> right. So the next time you're ordering your toilet paper from Amazon, <laughs> right. go to Amazon.com forward slash smile and choose the silver closet as your uh, appointed charitable organization. Um, the other thing that I want to let you know about, and I'm working really hard to get these guys in the studio because it's a brand new store that opened and they're in Bloomington. Mm. They're called Better Than Donating. And if you've got some nicer pieces of furniture that you really want to make sure they get to a good home, Better Than Donating will take that and do an online auction of your things. And then they donate 60% of what they sell the items for to an organization. And they have been a fantastic partner for us. They have a number of the pieces of furniture that have come into their store. The people that bring it in say, we want the proceeds to go to the Silver Closet. So if you've got furniture that you want to donate we end up getting some proceeds for that. And it's probably more than what you even would have wanted to give out of pocket. So mm -hmm. it's a win-win for everybody. Um, you're helping a new store, you're helping a community, putting money back into the community and helping a good cause all at the same time. Interesting. Yeah. So better I'm working, than donating. Better than donating. They also have a, a website, betterthandonating.com. And they're mm -hmm. a fantastic organization. They are Everything about what they do is about giving back, which is near and dear to my heart. So um, we want to get them in so that they can tell their story, too, because this is going to be a fantastic resource for folks that don't have enough to do an estate sale, but have some really nice pieces that they want to get donated. Mm -hmm. So it's a win-win for everybody. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in and tell us about Silver Closet. Thanks for giving me the opportunity, That Marshall. was fun. This has been Change Agents, brought to you by Lisa Dunn with Remax Results. Lisa is a senior real estate specialist. You can find her online at thechangeagent.net. This podcast was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios. And they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Remax Results or Minnesota Podcasting.